Welcome back everyone on this week's episode. We're going to give you guys some updates on EA and Bungie. Kind of the pick up where we left off last time. We're also going to talk about Super Mario Bros. 2 and how America got a different version than Japan. We're also going to talk a little bit about collecting. Maybe drop some hints about some uh, giveaways we're going to do. So stick around to the very end. I think you're going to like it. What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the HK Video Game Experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. Today we're gonna bring you guys in another old school video game review. Last time we did a uh, the we did the uh, news update, a lot of stuff going on with EA, Destiny, our favorite topics, right? Microtransactions <laughs> and then anything that Destiny, Act Bungie and Activision do. <laughs> it's uh, kinda yeah. one of those things that it's going to bring up some concern on my end, so I'm certainly going to talk about it while i got a voice to. Um, but anyway, uh, so today we're going to bring you guys the Super Mario Bros. 2 NES. And we just kind of thought about this last week. This would be a good one. There's a lot of rich history about this game. Some of you may know it, and uh, some of you may not. However, hopefully everybody will get a little bit of uh, some knowledge out of it. Maybe there's something, one or two things you didn't know that we can bring to you. But also just kind of... Again, just sit back and relax and listen to uh, kind of relive these uh, memories like we do uh, along with us. Um, but uh, anyway, what is uh, going on in the news lately with all these uh, this video game stuff? It's just kind of blowing up. I was actually taught at lunch today and I mentioned something to somebody. They're like, oh, yeah, it's going crazy. So so there are, there are actually quite a few things going on still in the gaming world. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into everything, but I would like to scratch the surface a little bit of stuff. Um, I'll start first with our favorite game of all time, Destiny 2. And uh, rolling in with that one is uh, right now, you know, they just dropped the new DLC. It came out on Tuesday, December 5th. Uh, let's see, uh, Curse of Osiris. So what's the day? The 6th? So yeah, today's the 6th. We're so filming this on the 6th. So, so it came out. Should be about halfway through it by now. Uh, actually, everybody's already all the way through it. It's out. <laughs> so, <laughs> to find, so yeah, come to find out, it's an extremely, extremely short um hmm. campaign part to it it's shorter than what uh rise of iron taken king all of those add-ins were it's just oh it's, gosh, they, they say man. it's even shorter than than any of the others it's, it's it's pretty much right now campaign wise the shortest of all dlcs ever done in destiny so that's unbelievable that's mark number one against them mark number two Jeez. this is 15 a, was it free or was it twenty dollars twenty dollars twenty dollars twenty dollars or it was 34.99 if you bought the expansion pass that covered one and two so let's hope Resputin that's that's the that'll probably fix everything that's that's the rumor it's gonna fix everything which 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 Kurt <laughs> I say that every time is, Kurt, Kurt Osiris is supposed to be fixing everything too yeah. but um the the real kicker to this is what they have done with the Nightfall Prestige Strikes and with the um, 
uh, raid prestige, and also, too, with the um, addition, finally, of the Strikes playlist. They have all put it behind a paywall now. So what that means for you guys out there that have Vanilla Destiny... Uh, Vanilla Destiny 2 is you paid for this game. You paid for the Nightfall Strike to play the Nightfall, to play the Nightfall Prestige, to play the Raid, and play the Raid Prestige. Well, now they have taken part of that away from you. You can still play the Nightfall, you can still play the Raid, but you can no longer play the Prestige versions of either one of those unless you pay. So basically they're making you repay for something you've already paid for. That's the big yep. controversy that's going around now. How is that going to look on them, you know? And then also, too, basically we now have the new quote-unquote Gallahorn 2.0 in Destiny 2, which is the uh, Curse of Osiris's uh, Prometheus Lens, which they have gone on record to say, and yes, it was released with a bug, which I don't understand. How in the world are you going to release one of your exotic guns, one of your most important guns in your game, with a massive bug like this. If you go watch videos on it, in PvP, it is a killer. You could be the worst PvP player ever, and if you had a Prometheus lens, you will kill everybody in an instant. It's insane. I've watched videos on it. It's and a heavy it's slot. Just it's, it's, it's actually, no, it's actually a trace rifle just like the Cold Heart, so it actually goes in your... Uh, uh. Quote, unquote, what we used to call secondary, now your energy weapon slot. And it's it's basically, people have been calling it the heartburn versus calling it the Prometheus lens because it's a, <laughs> it's a solar version of the cold heart. So they're calling it heartburn. So it was been dubbed in the community, which I actually thought that's a fun, fun little naming convention for it. But basically what it's doing is melting enemies in PvP. In PvE it, it is as well, but it's not so detrimental to gameplay. Basically, there I've been hearing people winning matches like fifty-three to eleven. You know, just stupid numbers. And 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 one guy got thirty-eight kills and only like two deaths out of it. it. It's insane. You know, just stupid. And all he used was the Prometheus lens. So that's what's going on in the world of Destiny right now. They're kind of in an uproar. So over what's this. the campaign? I mean, is it like two missions? Or I have. What is I, it? I'm not totally 100 percent sure. I'm trying to stay away from a little bit of spoilers just so I can enjoy it and try try to enjoy oh, something see, yeah. of it. So, but uh, everything I've read so far, extremely short campaign. Um, I'm thinking it's maybe five missions or less from what I've read. Yeah. So well, that five makes, mission was a standard release. It seemed like for the expansions and the old one, but yeah. I mean, guys, it doesn't. They don't care. Again, I'm going to reiterate this every time. They don't care how upset everybody is, all the uproar. If you're buying the games, they're going to keep doing it. They can. They know they can release a, five, a one day expansion every three months. It probably takes them two mm-hmm. days to fit to, to program or something. It's got to be something silly. Yeah. And uh, or unless it's probably already programmed, they're just hiding it behind a paywall well they hit it they 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 had um if you in destiny one i remember when a lot of people found glitches into the system and was able to go to the back side of a lot of these boards and actually found everything like almost all the expansion stuff i mean it's crazy how much they found now granted it wasn't right at the beginning of destiny one but it was into after one after one or two of the dlcs that already dropped and they were able to find a lot of the stuff that was coming up you know, in in the near future, and it was crazy. You know, they basically have it all built out, ready to go. So, but twenty bucks. And so, what happened to all this free? We're going to do microtransactions because it's going to be. We're going to release free content. Mm-hmm. There's no such. They do not do it. I'm just. I. 
I'm done with it. I'm so glad I'm done with it. I just yeah. wish everybody would kind of outcry and and not pay. With this is again, once you if you've paid for that season pass, you've paid for it already. I know, and I'm 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 kind of stuck in that position because I bought the collector's edition of the game, and I kind of really hate that I spent that much money on it. But but the collector's edition came with a season pass. Yeah, it came with a season pass. It yeah, came with so all I mean that's different. It I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. If it's if you're always a collector of the uh, I, I col- special editions, I, I, yeah, I love collecting stuff. So I mean, I've got you know I'm, I've got over thirty something pops on my desk right now. So I, at work, so I'm a big time yeah. collector. You know, I've got all the figure, all the Destiny two, or well, Destiny. I can't say Destiny two, but Destiny figurines they have out right now. You know the uh, little action figures and everything. I went and collected all those. I thought they were pretty cool, so I collected them. Because I really love yeah. Destiny 1. I really was hoping Destiny 2 was going to be on the same level as Destiny 1, and it just it hadn't equaled to that yet. Yeah. That's, that's just a big problem. And the thing that really stinks is the fact that I know a lot of people that have drank the Destiny Kool-Aid, and they say that Destiny 2 is just so great. I'm like, do you not see the glaring holes? I'm probably, you know, probably was one of the biggest Destiny 1 freaks out there just screaming how great Destiny 1 was. And then when I get Destiny 2, I see these glaring holes. I'm glad I was able to have the blinders off and see those holes. And... I just hate that I know some people that are really blinded by Bungie and Destiny and just looking in that tunnel vision saying it's such a great game. I have a few of the friends that are finally starting to wake up. Uh, hopefully a couple of them will be on our show guest-wise as well. Uh, Kuiper uh, and uh, Edgy. Uh, Kuiper more so than Edgy, which Edgy is his wife. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully you know they'll start to wake up and realize, hey, it's not that great of a game. Quit diving so much time into it. And there you go. I mean, heck, I played Assassin's Creed Origins this weekend and only got to level six and had a blast doing it. I was riding on the back of a camel shooting things with a bow and arrow. It was a blast just playing around doing goofy stuff <laughs> like that. But, um, yeah, Destiny just to me has lost fun factor. And with, you know, with the expansion being shorted like it has been and with them saying, oh, we're going to fix so much and things like that. You know that, that, that that's becoming a problem. You know, a lot of too many empty promises there. Well, now, they've they've already bur- so the ultimate. Let's just let's just move on well, from Destiny. Just go ahead. Let me and, uh, say. Let me say, say, we'll, say. Let me, one right, let me wrap it up. Now, now we'll say. You know, uh, next week, next Tuesday, they bring out another patch that's supposed to do more additional stuff to fix it as well. So before I really pass my full judgment on it, I'll wait to see what that patch does. But right now, I just I, I can't recommend Destiny two anymore to anybody, and I, I won't recommend it to you because. It's just a, it's a waste of time, even though it takes you 20 minutes to beat the campaign. You know, granted, I'm exaggerating there on the 20 minutes. It, t- it does take you a couple hours, but it's a really short, extreme, extremely short campaign for what you're paying for. The bottom line with Bungie is they have lost trust from the consumers. So you can't, it doesn't matter what you do with this. To me, it's done with. I mean, I have, and I'm not even trying to boycott the expansion i literally have zero desire whatsoever to play it i mean i I really am not trying to make a point by not buying it i really have no desire so they they've really just uh destiny 2 was just the the nail in the coffin i mean you really when you that game all the promises you said reason that we're having to get destiny 2 blah blah we've already covered all this Mm -hmm. but it's completely gone that trust is gone so it doesn't matter what they say they've proven it again exact with this expansion (laughs) you know again So it's just like that anyway. But people still believe it, and that's fine. Whatever, that's their their world. So anyway, so what's going on with um, 
is the EA. So one one that gamers did win the microtransaction battle. Anything new, or is it just still kind of? So um, I got this article. I put it on our Facebook page because I saw it while reading through it. I thought it was pretty good. It's um, an article on twelve four uh, this of this year, or whatever. Well, of course this year, but um, talking about. Um, Hang on one second. My, my ad blocker caught, caught some junk on here. So uh, just I want to make sure I paraphrase this correct. So basically they have, um, they're going to be putting out another patch or a patch has already come out. And it's actually going to shrink the time it takes to get things. You know, they talked about doing it um, at the beginning and they started doing it at the beginning. Well, now they're actually finally following through with what they said. So that's kind of a good move in the right direction. There um, on Star Wars Battlefront 2, they're going to credit increases for the time you play and things like that. And um, it's going to cost less to get things and upgrades. And they're supposed to be doing uh, more stuff like that with um, with it. And and the the patch actually went live on uh, uh, this past Monday. It was on the 4th. So um, it's 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 it looks like they're kind of changing and bringing Battlefront Two back to where it could be a decent game and actually start making a little more money. I might actually pick it up now. Um, I want to see if I can go pick it up from the used bin. I'm not going to pay full price for it because I still don't think that they've fixed it well enough yet for me to really play with it. But you know, th- th- this is a good sign that EA is actually listening to one the consumers and two they're actually listening to their big boss Disney because I honestly think that in my opinion I think if Disney had the power I know sometimes you sign contracts with people and with companies for so long that they have the rights to do and publish games and make games under the under the Star Wars banner. I would honestly recommend them pulling the rights from EA and say you can't no, you can no longer do that because I mean EA's still in a debacle with FIFA 18 and their microtransactions. Um, people are still boycotting that game. So I, I just I'm hoping that EA is finally seeing the light and it's going to back down a little bit. Now, granted, they did say in one statement that um, I don't know if that this was a statement between the last podcast and this one, but I remember reading it that EA basically said they don't feel like they did anything wrong with their microtransactions in FIFA or in Battlefront 2. Okay. They, th- they think everything was just fine. And as we talked last time talking about cosmetics and Star Wars and everything, the reason, one of the reasonings behind that they said behind that is, is they didn't want to mess up the, the lore and the history of Star Wars in, in, in the, in this time frame. you know, because now, you know, since Disney's taken over, uh, canon is not the same thing as what it was before Disney took over. So, uh, Luke turning dark side is not in there. You know, you don't have a lot of that stuff. You know, Dash Rendar is not a part of it right now. A lot of that stuff is kind of stripped out. All the things that we've talked about, it's kind of stripped out because Disney said, no, we're going to clean it up and this is what's canon. So far, only the canon is the movies, uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, and uh, Rebels are the only thing that are canon and some books that Disney has released. They basically stripped everything else out and things that they've slowly released are becoming canon. We're seeing that they're going back to that. But that was one of their reasonings for not for having microtransactions transactions the way they did in Star Wars Battlefront Two. But as you could tell, it still didn't go over very well. No, and that's people, that's and people there. Still, it was like, it was more or less kind of a cop out for them. They were trying that's to their, save face. Yeah, they're just trying to say that. I mean, that's the stupidest thing because. I mean, it's just, people just, it's, I don't know. You just got to hold people accountable. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't do anything to the guy or any, to the company other than just not buy the stuff. You can say whatever you want. It's not against the law to, to lie, necessarily. But it's just damage control. We don't want to mess up canon, and it's just really quite simple. Okay, yeah, Kylo Ren and um, 
uh, well, not Kylo Ren, let's just say um, Ray fighting the Darth Sith uh, or whatever. Darth was Sidious. Name. Yeah, I mean, any any Luke Skywalker fighting Kylo Ren. I mean, that's that's not canon, but that's that'll be in the game, you know, so you can't use the canon argument because you want well, I mean, to... Wanted to Luke Skywalker fighting fighting Kylo Ren can very well be canon since that's the little something. Yeah, but a young young Luke. I mean, whatever young yeah. Luke versus. Yeah, you can't do. You can't go from different eras. Of young Star Wars. Luke versus uh, Ray. Okay, you know don't you don't. It's not canon. It's just yeah. silliness. Uh, so or even him being on a planet that he wasn't on in, in canon. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, so it's just a way to, for them to try to justify what they did instead of just saying, hey. You know, yeah, we 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 admit that uh, we we got a little too greedy or something. I don't know, whatever. It's just a way but, to cover their actions. I mean, they're just trying to cover their tails to make sure that any they benefit try of the to bring in money. You know, they they still want to make some money off of this game, and I don't blame them because it still looks like a great game. It's just, do you want to play a game that you have to take forever to level up things in? So, uh, well, they understand that if they say, "Hey, we didn't want to put microtransactions in because of." It would, it would, or we didn't want to uh, just do cosmetic only or whatever because it would mess up canon. So they understand by saying that their fans, just very parallel to Bungie's fans, will want to believe them and they will. Just like when Bungie says, hey, no, 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 we're going to fix it all. So they know the diehards are going to be like, okay, good, they're going to fix it because they want to believe that and then just give their 20 bucks and then they still get screwed over, over and over and over again. And uh, so, yeah, I, I was gonna—I won't say it, but it's just foolishness. Uh, uh, you know, it's just—it really is. You keep believing a lie, and so just kind of step back and look at what you're actually doing. And mm-hmm. but anyway, so what other bits? So, so we've kind of covered all this. Yeah, we've kind of covered time. that all this, but that was just the new emerging stuff that had happened between our last podcast and now, our last recording and now. Um, a couple other things that are actually quite interesting. Um, I'll start with one. Um, I don't know if any of y'all uh, listening out there are PC gamers, but there was a game that's been in early access slash beta for quite a while, and I know some friends that have played it. It's called DayZ. I don't know if any of y'all played it. It's kind of a zombie apocalypse game where you're just trying to survive as long as you can, where zombies can kill you, other people can kill you, the environment can kill you, things like that. Actually, really, Hackers can kill you. Well, hackers can kill you all the time, so that's <laughs> it's it. just that's what that's what happens in it. I've heard, but it um, sounds awesome. But they just come in there and kill you, and you're but they, time of death. But it looks like it, it looks like they're finally actually going to bring it out to consoles and actually get it out of early access and actually bring out the full game. So that'll be awesome, you know, because I actually want to play this. I don't have a PC powerful enough that I've built that could run it. I mean, I probably could play it on my PC, but it's not. Say it's not small enough to, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's not too small to do it. But I think I could play it, but. I'd prefer to play it on console. I'm a console gamer. So that's a neat little interesting thing that might be coming out. And then um, another one that uh, I wanted to bring up too was uh, since we're in gaming news, um, I know a lot of y'all probably watch uh, watch gaming through Twitch and whatnot. Um, in the news, I saw where a uh, streamer decided to uh, live stream uh, the last UFC fight but pretend to play like he's playing it. So it's got him in his little corner holding his controller while they're live streaming the actual UFC fight. So that's kind of a big deal right now because you're looking at copyright infringements and things like that that he did that he yeah, the guy could actually get in a lot of trouble for this. So what happened now? Okay, so on Twitch, 
he streamed yep. a UFC fight that happened last week. Oh, on a pay per view fight. Pay per view fight. He yeah. he streamed the entire yeah, event. That's a problem. <laughs> but he said, <laughs> but, but he did the little. You know how a lot of Twitch streamers. I don't do this because I don't want people to see my face. But uh, a, a lot of Twitch streamers, they have their little. I call them the floating head down in the corner. Mm-hmm. Well, he had that with him holding a controller, looking like he's playing the game. But it's actual UFC fight, so it was kind of creative. <laughs> it was really funny. I, I was, I, I give the guy, I, I give the guy a itty bitty bit of cre- credit for being creative. But beyond that, he did something co- completely illegal. I hope something happens to him for that because you shouldn't do that. That's just wrong. And I, I just wanted to point that out to people out there in the news that that kind of stuff is happening now. Um, so be aware, make sure you're, you know, you're getting your stuff by good things. And one last thing I want to bring up, there's a couple, actually a couple other things, but I don't, I'm going to stop with just this one last thing. So, um, let me find it real quick. Uh, I'll see, I don't, I might not even have it up here yet. So Mega Man is going through a anniversary. I forget what anniversary it is. I think it's like 30th anniversary or something. Big deal about this. And I haven't told Hollywood this yet, so hopefully it's a surprise to him. I think I know what you're going to say. But they are releasing a new Mega Man. They are releasing Mega Man 11. Looks really cool. It's the (laughs) side-scroller style, but it has 3D effects in it. I saw where this um, uh, excavator machine that he was fighting turn around and it actually sticks out of the front of the screen uh, from the way it views and everything. So it kind of has 3D animations to it. Um, uh, I saw his... his, What is his dog's name? I forget it right now. Rush. Yeah, I saw Rush in it. You know, it it looked really cool. had a lot of nostalgia to it. It looked like a really, really... It looked like a really, really, really fun Mega Man. And it's going to be on PS4. On top of that, they are also re-releasing the back uh, catalog of all their Mega Mans on PS4, uh, Xbox One, One X, all of that. So here in the near future, I think uh, February 15th is the drop date for those stuff. So real soon we're going to be able to play Mega Man all over again on new age consoles. And that's really cool. And then one other thing too that I just read the read today that I do want to add in is Secret of Mana. They have their um, uh, remastered uh, edition coming out. It's actually going to be an extremely limited release. And you can only get it in the U.S. at GameStop. So well, it's not a download? It is not a download from what I read. The physical copies only and an extremely limited release. So what? I don't know if it's going to be a downloadable game as well, but from what I read and from what I saw, it said <clears throat> all I saw was extremely limited disc release in stores. GameStop here in the U.S., EB Games it's probably overseas. A collect- yeah, it's probably downloadable, but it's a... Uh... So, you want a physical release. You want a physical copy of that anyway. That's just one of those games that you'd want a physical copy of. So there's your little update in gaming for right now. Um, check it out. See what you know. See what see what's going on in the gaming world. If you've got some stuff to add into people, you know, shoot us an email at our email address, and we'd love to add it in and have some more stuff to talk about as well on the news side. Well, I got some news. All right, we did a. Um... You know, we were playing. We were playing Minecraft a lot on Xbox 360. Me and Drew, and uh, we were always kind of if we got bored of the games or whatever, we'd always play Minecraft. And I would build the um, a lot of really cool stuff. I had a uh, thing where I would build like video game characters, and I don't want to mess it up for you because I think we might be able to do something with uh, some people listening if they want to like. We want to come see the world that we've made. But it's been created for 
for you for years i mean it's really detailed and this i mean it's really good and it's got like little trains and stuff you ride around but and see everything but anyway so you know we got off at 360 and now we're on ps4 so you can't transfer 360 data you know what i'm saying microsoft Mm -hmm. up to playstation 4 well drew here's the news drew found a way to do it oh wow Uh, so he so we had to get a ps3 that's why i was asking you ah minecraft can be transferred from playstation 3 to playstation 4 xbox 360 to xbox one it can't go cross platform but there is a way to do it and drew has found out how to do it so he did it we were playing it last night it was awesome so y'all have it on ps4 yeah we got it on ps4 now so you need to get it it's 20 bucks but uh, coming I might have world. to drop that. <laughs> and we got our little worlds set up, uh, you know, little, not worlds, but uh, neighborhoods set up, and we got all kind of cool stuff. I, mean, I want to show you. I mean, it's, it's amazing stuff that he's done and we've done. Well, I'll tell you what. This yeah. is what, I'll tell you what, this is what we'll do. <clears throat> I will buy the game, and when I get back to my, you know, when I get back to my PlayStation 4, I'll get everything set up. And what we'll actually do is for our viewers here, we'll actually... We will actually. Oh, you twitch, can stream it. We'll yeah. actually twitch that out. I will stream it out for y'all to let you check it out, and we'll yeah. share the link on our Facebook page, on our Twitter feed. We'll share it out. I will. I will stream that out so that way y'all can see it firsthand and see this world that Hollywood and our and buddy you can hear has me created. talk, right? Yeah, you'll you be able hear, to hear you talk okay, in, our, so in our party it. chat. In our party chat, you'll be able to hear him talk and everything. He'll be able to explain out the world and everything like that. And we can check it out, and we'll take a ride through uh, the Minecraft world they created. So I know a lot of people like. Minecraft, so hopefully we can get some people to come in, tune in, and watch it live. So we'll let us get. Uh, we're gonna do a lot more to it first. Before we'll get we it set up. We'll probably, get a, we're gonna I, get it set up probably first of the year because we've got we got <coughs> stuff planned out from here on out. Maybe the first of the year we'll be able to. Do we'll the give whole you a date tour. at that point. Yeah. And so we'll uh, everything. So so anyway, yeah. So we're gonna. After that, I forgot you can just twitch that out. So now we I know can. we're gonna be uh, doing that right. So that's pretty cool, but you didn't have a PS3. I thought you did for a minute. I did not. No, I never but did. You didn't have PS3. a 360 either, did you? I did have 360. Actually, I've gone through two 360s. Oh, I okay. had, had a 360 regular version, and then I actually acquired a Modern Warfare 3 360. So I thought I actually, that was during your uh, uh, dark days of gaming. Um, it was, but actually after uh, after I you know adjusted my situation... Uh, I got a three. I got a three. I got a three sixty. Uh, I, I, I got a three sixty. Literally the Christmas after I adjusted my situation. And so speaking got, of such, I, I got my three sixty, and then because uh, one of the first things I got was Rock Band three with the drum kit, the yeah. guitars, the keyboard, everything. Because my little brother brought me the keyboard for Christmas. You know, we had a blast playing Rock Band for hours. So so I showed uh somebody was telling me uh, my friend of mine Megan. And she was telling me that uh, you know we were talking about the podcast and whatnot. And she heard the retro one; it's one that she liked. Yeah. And she was asking about, and she just happened to she flipped it to the part that it was talking about the the divorce. Yeah. Or whatnot, and so like the question was like you know about the I was trying to tell her about what was going on and stuff, but she liked that all these animals y'all had. And she was like, "How many animals did they have?" So that, that, all I'm trying to say is, she had like a lot of questions about it. Yeah. That that was our first, our very first question asked on our podcast is, "Oh God!" <laughs> so it's not about games. It's not about, even about game. About how many animals <laughs> like my ex decided. Well, there's, to there's a there's a bunch of follow ones. Uh, my, yeah. My, so how many? So yeah. My my ex was. Uh, she thought she could be an animal rescue person. 
And at one time, we had over 20 cats in a house. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's not it. 20 cats. I got to count my head. Give me a second. Five (laughs) dogs. All right. Two rats. And a and a sun conyard. So we had about we had had about thirty we had we we had close to thirty animals some exotic animals in the house at one time. What is a sun conyard? It's like a small parrot. Oh, that's a tropical bird. Yeah, if you look up sun conyard, it's one of the most colorful. uh, They call them mini parrots, basically. But uh, yeah, the guy was no more than about you know. Four or five inches tall. Great little bird. Fantastic. I loved him. You know, uh, his name was Skittles because he looked like a bag of Skittles. I mean, he's pretty. So pretty twenty little bird. cats. I remember y'all said this is what happens when you have two kids that grow up without being able allowed to have pets. When I went over there, because they were everywhere, man. What happened? So the oh, that was- that was nothing. What you saw at that house when we moved to Brandon is when we hit twenty plus cats. Oh my gosh! Because we moved to Brandon, we had a sunroom, and she put them all in there, and that's when I discovered <laughs> I actually have. And, and this makes sense of why I was sick so much. I actually have a small aller- allergy to cats. Yeah, so, 20 of them will do it. So I very quickly learned that I had an allergy to cats. And uh, the one time that I had to visit her after the uh, after the, 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 the departure, we'll call it the departure. So uh, she took all the animals? Yeah, she took all the animals. I don't want none of the mammals. She, she, took, she took 27 of them? Yeah, like, she took... Well, all- well, by you the time well, when, when when we split, she started giving she started giving that animals out. It was basically, somebody come to the house and as their party gift, they'd be like, "Here, take a cat." Did you? And so, <laughs> Did you so, spend a lot so, of money on like cat food, and uh, I mean, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, the good well, the good thing about that is, is we were a part of a rescue, so they were giving us some funds for stuff. But the rescue actually went defunct really quick, and so we ended up having to feed the cats and stuff ourselves. And yeah, it was just a stress. It was a strain on everything. But what would happen if you started trying to game? Like that's if you you know what I'm saying. Like so. But oh, it's I not. It's, it's not even. It's not even me trying to game. It's just the fact of me spending any time without her by my side was the problem. And if she couldn't play a game too, which she wasn't into gaming, she didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then she'd start basically a war. The fights I had with her was not fights; they were wars. So that 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 would just go into all kind of chaos. And yeah, that's was not fun. It did not make it any fun. So I just was like, you know what? Forget this. Instead of creating any problems, I would yeah. just not play games. Like the so. first time you played, she like snapped on you. Oh yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, fine. I won't play anymore. Yeah. And she said, I want to play. And you said, okay. And you said, well, I don't want to play. <laughs> kind well, of like games. No, no, no. She, <laughs> so. she, she's, she, she never really said I wanted to play. I tried to get her to play, and then she just, yeah, it went to war from there. Okay. Well. There you go, Megan. If you got any other questions, you can just send me Don't a message. ask them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, oh, he'll get he'll love that. But anyway, um, cool. So all right, so let's back to the uh, back to what we're here for today. So Super Mario Brothers two, NES. Um, one of the classic games uh, of the NES era. So obviously a, a sequel to Super Mario Brothers that came. Most of the people played Super Mario Brothers because it came with their NES, mm-hmm. and uh, they did have a standalone copy. Um, some some people bought it that way. If you bought the Rob or you know the just the Duck Hunt version of Nintendo, or the you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, so when was it released? Nineteen eighty-eight, right? October uh, eighty-eight. Yeah, October eighty-eight. There is a huge 
backstory for this this type of game. So first of all, 88. So there's a lot of good games coming out. You got Castlevania. So that's a Konami game. They're having uh, Simon Belmont is their mascot. You have Mega Man, as you just said, all these new things coming out. And, um, you know, Mega Man has, obviously, Mega Man. <clears throat> but at this point, 88, I mean, they have two of them. So they're starting to, all I'm trying to say is they're starting to develop their character, their franchise. So Mario is in danger of kind of being left in the fray. You know, he's not quite the mascot yet. I mean, arguably he is. But when all these other games are coming out, they're, they're in, could be the face of Nintendo. Well, Nintendo says, hey, we got to release a Super Mario Brothers 2. Shigeru Miyamoto is the creator of Zelda, Mario, and all this. And they actually had a coin-operated Mario game in Japan. In fact, it, Mario is booming. The number one best-selling book in Japan at this time is How to Win at Super Mario Brothers. And uh, so it's, it's booming. So they make an arcade game, and it's super difficult, again, just to chew up quarters from kids. They want to make, keep you dying. I'll keep putting quarters in. And so, anyway, Shigeru Miyamoto says, hey, let's, let's, uh, I'll design uh, another Mario game. And he actually enjoyed designing a very difficult game because the people that have mastered Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Brothers, would uh, like that. It's called, the, the arcade game is called Versus Mario Brothers. Or versus Super Mario, one of those two. Versus Super Mario Brothers. Okay, versus Super Mario Brothers. So, um, so he uh, he signed levels for that and sent it to Howard Phillips, who was the the guy that they found in America. To um, so you got Nintendo of Japan and Nintendo of America. So Nintendo of Japan, they love the difficult Mario. So they sent it over to Howard Phillips, and the game does not mess around. Your very first world, you you hit one of the blocks, and a mushroom comes out, and you're like, okay, cool, a new power-up, and you get it, and it kills you. Just to let you know, this game is not messing around right off the bat. <laughs> and in fact, Howard Phillips felt like it was torture, and he sent it back to Shigeru Miyamoto and said, why would you design a game like this? This is not fun. This is frustrating. You know, and they really like these kind of games. If you play it on... Uh, on Mario Maker, if you play a Mario Maker game and you see, you know, the Mario Maker uh, on the Wii U, you design a Mario level yourself and you publish it and anybody can play it and they can like it, they can comment on it, whatever the case, there's records uh, for who beat it the fastest. In fact, my son holds some world records on a couple of stages. <laughs> it sounds like it's something, but there's just so many stages that yeah. certainly you're going to hit one every once in a while that nobody's been that good at, but, uh, but it'll tell you, you got a world record. But anyway... If you see one with some Japanese characters, watch out because not only is it going to be difficult potentially, they like to do stuff where it's time to jump over a hole. They'll put a little invisible block to where you're going to bing, hit it, get the little coin and fall in the hole and die. And it's just like, that is not fun. I don't want to jump every single area just to make sure that you don't have some hidden trap here, you know, but they do it all the time. So, but anyway, I remember getting this game. And I'm going to go to some more detail in a minute but about the history of it. But I remember getting this game, uh, and apparently it was difficult to find when it released because everybody wanted it. When it was released in 88, I was at my grandmother's house with uh, my mother, and it's my cousin, Dania, but she's older. She's like my mom's age, so we just called her Aunt Dania, but it's actually my cousin. Anyway, we were... Uh, riding out to go pick up the game and I picked it up and they were, were just out doing shopping errands and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, just take me home, you know, take me home so I can play this game, getting the book out and everything and got home and, um, turned it on. And it's a lot different than the original Mario brothers. 
you do not jump on things. You don't jump on uh, or jump on the enemies to kill them anymore. You actually pick them up and throw them and all that. Well, after Howard uh, Phillips sent that back to Shigeru Miyamoto saying this is a very difficult game, Shigeru Miyamoto went on a, a search to try to find a game that they could basically kind of reskin or remaster, or do whatever to reprogram to make it a Mario 2 game. And they actually found the perfect game. And that game was called uh, Doki Doki Panic. So, yeah, it's actually Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, what does it mean? Uh, dream dream theater, dream. Uh, yeah, it's like dream. Does uh, it say on there? Uh, Doki Doki is a sound for quickly beating heart. That's what it directly translates into. Uh, I had what the other one was just a second ago. It's because it's, it's from a. Uh, it's like dreams. It's something you were right. It's dream something. It starts with a T line. When I find it, I'll I'll speak yeah. it and say it real quick. Okay. So anyway, this game was designed uh, by the uh, R and D teams over there at Nintendo of Japan, and it was actually a vertical scroller. Super Mario Brothers is a side scroller, so this is a vertical stro- scroller. So what they were trying to develop, and they realized, hey, this vertical mechanic is just not good enough to kind of carry a game, so they just shelved it. They had a uh, whatever that dream is. We got to figure that out. It's, it's, a, it's called. It's not Dream Theater. That's the band, and I keep going back to that. I'm gonna get it. Give me and it's not Dream Team, but it's Dream something. And that was a series in Japan, and they wanted the characters to be part of that Dream Team. So you had Papa, Mama, Brother, and so on. The four characters that ended up becoming the Mario characters in Mario Two to be placed into this game, and they went back and did it. So a lot of people believe that. Um, you know that hey, it's not a real. Some, there's actually some people say it's not a real Mario because it's just a reskinned version of Doki Doki Panic, and it had nothing to do with Mario. But here's another part of it that I really liked that helped me kind of accept it more as a Mario game. Um, is that when they developed it, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto told him before they had any idea of making that a Mario two. Shigeru Miyamoto told the developer, uh, the director, it's a first party title, so it was developed at Nintendo of course, to make it more like Mario. And they did. And they said, well, what what, do you, what, what aspects do you want of it? So they added, um, uh, see what they added, uh, coins in there. Um, they added uh, the jumping mechanics and so on and so forth. So uh, it was a very fun game. And in fact, Shigeru Miyamoto is known of saying it's too much like Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh but anyway, he went back and said it, it turned out once they said, "Hey," then Howard Phillips sent him that sent him that note saying, "This this uh, Super Mario versus is just way too hard. Uh, it's not any good." So he went back and they reskinned that, added some more Mario stuff to it, and uh, it turns out that uh, we sent it back to him and said, "Hey, will they like this one?" And he had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, Howard Phillips did and he said, "Yep, that'll that'll be good. We'll take that one." So that's the one that we got. Uh, Mario 2. We did not get the versus Mario Brothers, or it's called Mario Brothers 2, for the disc Famicom disc system, uh, which that, that was the first game released, released for the disc system, Super Mario Brothers 2. Not the one that we got, but the one that the Euro Miyamoto developed. Um, but we eventually got that as Super Mario Lost Levels and Super Mario All Stars. Got your answer. Dream what Factory. It, Dream it's, Factory. Uh, y- Yumi. Kojo, Doki Doki Panic, translates directly to Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. 
So yeah. that that right there tells you how bad the game or how hard the game was really supposed to be. And that original game for the uh, for, was released to um, Japan in like what eighty six, I think, is what I read just a second ago. Yeah, Mario two. Yeah, the Super yeah, Mario yeah. Brothers two was on the on the family computer disc system was uh, released in eighty six, and that's the crazy insane version that Hollywood's been talking about that was released to them that was super hard, and we actually got the Americanized version in eighty eight. Yeah. So, uh, I actually went back and played it completely all the way through before this podcast. Um, I played it several, several months ago when I had my uh, Super NES out when I played uh, Super Mario Brothers All-Stars. Well, I played, uh, yeah, so I played it on the original Nintendo, but it, the original Nintendo game on the retro USB, which is one of my favorite systems. Um and so it's just it has a built-in um, game genie and whatnot. So anyway, I played it the first time right away, and on board uh, one one stage one one, you get the warp zone. You go to four one. Played that one, finished that, got to five one, and I think I died on five three too many times. Tried to reset. Well, I found a code in the game genie that makes it infinite lives. So I went back to and <laughs> how to start on five one. So I started yeah. there with infinite lives. Went all the way through no warp zones. Finished it. Then went back and played one two and three. Um, and it was fun, man. I mean, it really is a great game. It, it actually, was a lot of fun. It actually a lot of fun. I do like the the alternate characters in there, too. They, they, they were pretty neat. I, have, I forget what they called her, but the uh, thing that threw the eggs. Yeah, oh, Birdo. Boy. Yeah, Birdo. I was hilarious. You know, I, I loved that character. You could ride on the eggs for a little bit across the board, too, if you called it just right. So it was... It, you know, they, they had some fun, interesting characters in it, and it kind of changed it up. And two, it kind of gave it a look of, because I remember some of the uh, smaller characters that were on the ground, they kind of looked like little samurais running around. So there's my <laughs> the little... shy guys. <coughs> yeah, the shy guys. So there goes, there goes <laughs> and I my... I know sam- how much you love samurais. There, there, there's my samurai tie-in for the night. You can just ask me. <coughs> so and, uh... that was... Uh, it's They were really interesting <laughs> and creative. I never... I don't remember... Going through and beating a game, I probably did, but I played it very seldom. I don't have tons of memories of this game because it was not one of my favorite games. Although it was a really good game, it's a quality game, and I'm really glad after reading all of the history that I've read about it that I did not get the original version that they intended for us to get. Uh, Probably probably would have been very upset about that, so... I have not finished that one. Um, I finished every Mario game. When I say completed, I mean uh, the three coins in every stage and everything yeah. uh, that I've played. And I don't, except for maybe Mario 3D World, I, I can't remember if I did or not uh, do that. But uh, all the other ones, Mario Wii U, Mario Wii, Mario DS, and so on and so forth. But um, And uh, Super Mario World, of course, and all the Star, War, Star World, all that. So, but I did not even attempt, really seriously attempt lost levels. Um, I'll play it and then I'll just get, when it starts to get to that part where the wind's blowing and blow, you got to kind of time your jumps with the wind, it's just like, dude, I'm not even going to mess with it. So just to also, too, just for the history as well, too, um, the Western version, which is, of course, our U.S. version of Super Mario Bros. 2, was such a success that it, they eventually released it in Japan in 92 under the title of Super Mario USA. So if you're a collector... You're looking for the Japanese version. It's Super Mario USA. And likewise, Nintendo later released the Japanese Super Mario Brothers 2 in America in the form of Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. 
And that was yeah. that was all on the Super Mario Brothers All Stars on the Super NES. So you can, if you got Super NES, you got Super Mario Brothers All Stars. You can actually go back and play the Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers Two, which will make you bang your head against a table at times. The uh, there's actually a the Super Mario All Stars. There's actually a little bit more of a rare version of Super Mario All Stars plus Super Mario World. It's all in one cart. Yeah, that's a good one to get if you can find it. I'd like to have that one too, but. Uh, I haven't found it out in the wild. I found Super even Super Mario All Stars is a little kind of pricey. I believe it's like forty bucks or something, maybe thirty, thirty to fifty, something like that. Last I checked, which was I, a couple I think years I, ago. I think I saw it at Game Exchange maybe a week ago, and I think it was running around either the forty nine ninety nine mark or the fifty nine ninety nine mark. It was somewhere in that range. It was actually one of the higher priced Super NES games they had. I was kind of surprised it was that much. Uh, very happy that I have a copy myself that cost me absolutely nothing. So, yeah, there's also a um, that I had that when I I had that back in the day when it came out. I wanted that so bad, and I did get it, but I, I sold all mine. But and I had to recollect them all. But anyway, there's also a Wii version, uh, Super Mario All Stars 25th Anniversary, I believe, maybe mm-hmm. 35th. I don't know, but it's one of those. I think it's 25th, but uh, that's actually really pricey now too. But it's on the Wii. And that'd be a good one to get. Um, well, thirty fifth anniversary would be coming up sometime soon for all of these games, so I would expect yeah. I would expect um, the Nintendo Switch. To, I'd, I'd, put, I'd put the Nintendo Switch as putting something out for that. So look for that on the horizon. I mean, that's probably what. Let's see. I'd probably say three to four years away. I mean, it's it seems like a little bit away, but it really in the time scheme of things, it, it, it's not that far away. So. I'd kind of keep your eye out for that because that that could be a possibility and we'd probably start hearing things about it too to see how much it encompasses because there's a lot of Mario games out now since it's been out for that long. And so you've heard us talk about the Nintendo Power and their very first uh, episode, their very first magazine cover was the uh, Mario 2 cover Mm -hmm. done in claymation. A claymation, or it's not animation, but it's a clay steel diorama, Mm -hmm. if you will. And, uh, but it's the same people that did the California Raisins back in the day, yep. if you remember them. And the interesting fact about Nintendo Power, just since you brought that up, their first and last covers were the same thing. Yeah. For, for, yeah. for nostalgia reasons, they put the Super Mario Brothers 2 claymation on the front cover. Uh, but was the final one Super Mario 2? I thought it was. Was it, uh, was it that? They're just doing like a thing? Yeah, uh, Super Mario U. You Super Mario U, but they did it in the claymation style. Yeah, they did it in claymation. Yeah, they they, they kind of did it. They did it in the same styling, so that way it'd have the kind of nostalgia feel there. And so, just little weird things. I mean, if you on that cover, Super Mario has a blue hat with a little and a blue M with a red circle around the M. Has a blue has blue overalls and a red shirt. Okay, so basically everything's blue except for he has a red shirt and black shoes. All right, on the cover of Super Mario Brothers: The Game, he has a blue shirt and red overalls and a red hat. Mm-hmm. But in the game, he has a red hat, a red shirt, and blue overalls. So it's three different pictures of him. It's like, dude, how? So where did you? make up these colors for this Mario on the steel picture. So that's probably the very... I can even give Nintendo Power a pass because say, hey, this is probably the first... We're going to make them look like this. Okay, fine. And then now we're going to change it. But the game cover and that Mario within the game is different. It's just kind of 
Why did you do that? You know, it's just weird little things like that. And even on Super Mario Brothers 2 uh, 3DS, he has his blue overalls, red hat, and red shirt. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what he goes with. But um, it's just interesting. Um, little little things like that, and you just wonder what what happened. But they even had Super Mario Brothers 2. Well, no, I can't say that because that's the... Uh, yeah, that's the that's the Lost Levels cover. He's got red hat, red overalls, and a blue shirt. So they mm-hmm. could have at least done that on the cover. But whatever. Uh, just little things like that. I just like to notice and kind of wonder what, what what happened there. It could have been, you know, it could have been last minute changes, you know, because sometimes with uh, publications, especially back then, they had to have everything so far in advance. And uh, changing colors in a video game is just recoding something. Now that's not a huge code change, because literally you go in there and you're like, you got your character layout and under your coding, depending on what co- what uh, language code you had, you can go in there and say change hat from red to blue. You can change all those colors really easy, especially on games older like that. Their coding was very simplistic, so they they could have very easily changed that last minute, or in some kind of post production. Oh, I'm sure it was probably changed last minute, but it's just kind of like. It's it's odd. It, it really is. I mean, because I mean, when you look at Mario on the front of Nintendo Bower, you're like, is that Mario or is that an evil Mario? Because I mean, you you would think that you know what kind of changes are they bringing us in this game? You know, is this a bad guy? Is this a new power? What is it? And he's just holding a carrot. You know, Mario is standing on top of mushroom holding, <laughs> holding a carrot. Some kind of radish or something. Yeah, he's holding a carrot because there's a radish right there beside him on the ground. Oh no, you're talking put. about the cover of Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was uh, talking the, about the cover uh, the, of the game, the, the Nintendo Power. And then you've got what looks like. Uh, Bowser in the background, but I don't even know it's Bowser. He looks like an alligator more with a crown. That's got to be Wart. Yeah, I think it's Wart. That's Wart. So, yeah, so they introduced Wart in this one instead of Bowser. Bowser's been the the key villain in all of them since that I remember. Um, And then, but this time they had Wart. Besides maybe Super Mario Land for a Game Boy. But but anyway... um, so yeah, real difference. You jumped on you jumped on enemies. So it starts off where it's all a dream. I mean, spoiler alert, it's all a dream, and it is a in the game. They have a dream that are having a picnic, and they find a door, go down there, and that's why you're falling right when you start the game. You're falling down. It's because he's kind of went through the door and he's falling. Yeah, so here's the plot real quick. I'll read it uh, super quick. Uh, Mario has a dream of a staircase leading to a door to another world. A voice identifies the world as the dreamland of Subcon and asks for Mario's help in defeating the villainous frog known as Wart. And no lie, on the Nintendo Power cover, he looks like an alligator. So yeah. that's something that's kind of fun. A tyrant who has cursed Subcon and its people. Mario suddenly awakens and decides to tell Luigi, Toad, and Princess Peach, who all report experiencing the same dream. So basically, they all have the same same dream. Uh, the group decides to go on to a picnic, but upon arriving, they discover a cave with a long staircase. Through a door at the top, the group is transported to Subcon, revealing their dreams to have been real. After defeating Wart, the people of Subcon are freed, and the group celebrates. But Mario suddenly awakens in his bed, unsure if the events that took place were real or just a dream. So it sounds like it's a dream inside of a dream. Yeah, and, and it's then, called Subcon. So <laughs> it's a subconscious. Exactly. So, but anyway, uh, so yeah, you land on uh, enemies, you pick them up. This introduced like the pal block uh, for you to throw down, and it kills all the enemies. If you kill five enemies, you get a heart. So you got so you got four. Up to you start off with two life bars, and this is the change from Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic, you just got hit, you started blinking, you lose a life, a piece of life bar. But in Mario, you shrink down just to keep that kind of consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you get to one, your final life bar. So, uh, 
they do have mushrooms, and you had to pick up the uh, the little red vial, throw it down somewhere in the stage, go in and create a door. You go in the door, and you're in like a shadow world. You pick the uh, flowers to get um, coins, and you'll find a mushroom in there to add you another life bar. So now you'll have three up to four per stage. Um, so every five enemies you kill, you get a heart. Every five uh, heart-shaped radishes, I don't even know what to call them, you pick. You get a stopwatch, stops time. For every five cherries you get, you get a uh, a star. So they're starting to implement all these Mario things in there. They had Koopa shells in there. There wasn't a single Koopa, but you could pick the Koopa shells up out of the um, out of the ground with the with the plants or whatever. So whatever. Um, so at the end of the, I remember the very first level when you get to that Birdo at the end. I like had no idea how to kill this guy. He's oh, just yeah. shooting. I'm like, what do you even do? I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I remember being a little disappointed when I first played the game because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be different. And, you know, it is a, still a fun game, but it just kind of took you by surprise. And, again, there was no standard anyway. They didn't have a standard at that point. And, in fact, the Mario Lost Levels looks exactly like regular Mario. Mm-hmm. Or the Mario 2 of Japan looks exactly like regular Mario. And some of the people even called it not like an add-on. Even back then, they didn't believe it. They, they kind of got mad because it was the exact same thing. Except yeah. it's harder levels. So, just something to think about. But, uh, you did say they did release Super Mario uh, 2, Super Mario USA, but they also released yeah. that Doki Doki Panic there, too. Mm-hmm. So, they got it. In fact, and and they kept it quiet forever. Not the, uh, So, Nintendo of America kept it quiet that they remade, or they reskinned Doki Doki Panic for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or about three, four years. I think, to, think in uh, 90 or 91, they finally released but some, but some, the, the, they finally released that they said that, but or they did that. But um, they uh, some people had started to identify it. Some game magazines you can see where they're like mm-hmm. identity crisis. This looks like the exact same game. You know, it's just kind of a weird thing. But Nintendo oh, yeah. would never confirm it until you know. And it's fine. And it's funny that it's funny that you say that. And I really hate to throw a curveball, but that's the same thing that's going on in gaming today. If you're following along with us talking about other things too, that's actually happening right now. That's one of the controversies happening with, and I'm going to bring up the 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 what the game that shall shall not be named from here on out, Destiny Two. That's what's happening right now with it too. That's some of the controversy going on it. So you can see that even back in the day, they had their little bit of controversy going on with reskinning games. So yeah. It was it was still a good game, and so he finally figured out how to beat Birdo with jumping on the eggs when he shoots them out of his mouth. Pick up the little orb, the little eagle head opens, and you kind of see like this has nothing. That Mario, you jump on a flagpole. What is mm-hmm. this little eagle mouth that just opens up? And okay, what do I do? I got to go in there. Okay, and there's a slot machine after it, depending on how many coins you got, mm-hmm. and you get extra men, and you move on. But it does have the vertical scrolling um, with vines or. Hovering flying had a lot of secrets and a couple of ways mm-hmm. to get through the uh, stage. Uh, you didn't have to go through a, a linear stage. Sometimes there's other ways to get to the balls faster or um, just skip through. Are you able to miss a extra power up for your life or whatever? So that was really cool. It was very creative, very creative on their part to do that to have the alternate ways to finish it and to basically be able to go up in the stage versus just having to go across the screen. That was a lot of fun being able to do that. I do remember that that part of the game. One particular stage I remember, and I actually, like I said, went back and played, I believe it was 2-3 when you have to start digging. You have to start digging in 2-1 but um, in the desert stage, but you always wanted to get towed, yeah. and you couldn't reselect until you had to continue or you started a whole new st- uh, world. 
So if you died, you still had to stick with whoever you got. So if you pick the wrong guy, there's certain areas in there where you have to have Luigi. So let me explain yep. real quick who these guys are. So the Doki Doki Panic, you had, um, you had uh, Brother, I believe it was, and that was the best well-rounded character who ended up being Mario. You had uh, Sister, who could hover for a long time, right, but was real slow at picking stuff up. That was obviously Princess Toadstool. You had Mama, who could jump real high, and that was Luigi. And then you had Daddy, who couldn't jump high, but he was our Papa, and he was just real fast. So that turned out to be Toad. So Toad doesn't jump high, but he's real fast at picking stuff up. And this is important when it comes to digging, um, getting as many coins as you can. Uh, so when you're digging down through the sand, you got these little shy guys above you that will always fall on you unless you go fast or move or use some kind of strategy, but it keeps you digging. Um, and then you end up getting... On several stages, it introduces uh, a key. This was a weird thing, too. Uh, I guess it wasn't too weird, but you had to pick up the key. And when you pick up a key, the little face starts to shake and uh, starts to come after you. And uh, you're, in, you're running from it the whole time. You throw the key down, the thing will go away. It's just a little, almost like a yin-yang mask. I don't even know how to explain it. But uh, you open up the door. It'll be a, a door with a lock on it. You got it. You know, there's a key around there somewhere. And that thing you could not kill. I think you can kill him. There's one way to kill him, and I don't remember exactly what it is. I think it's with a star. So, what were the names of the characters again? Uh, you, there's oh, like a shy guy. What was Mar- what was Mario's name again? I thought it was like uh, Mario brother or something like that. Uh, Imagine I I M A J I N. Yeah, man, and then like translates into brother. And then the princess, uh, princess Toadstool, hers was actually Lena, L-I-N-A. Yeah, I don't know if it translates into brother, so don't take me that. But uh, it's just a family, so the dream. Yeah, that's, that's what it's supposed to be, is family, because you still have Papa, you have Mama, and yeah. all of that. So I just saw Son that scrolling through. Yeah, yeah, so good, cool. cool. So, um, so anyway, um, there's several different bosses. You got the mouser, which is those bombs that you got to throw up there. They got this three-headed snake that spits fire down, and that was the hardest one to me. Uh, but you got to kind of stack up the the uh, the stools or whatever, whatever those little blocks are. And uh, I was going to say toad stools, but they look like mushrooms. But anyway, stack those up and throw them across at him. Uh, so final boss is Wart, and then you got to throw vegetables in his mouth before he he spits his bubbles at you and it's like six times and then you you win and again it's one of those great super or great nes endings just the standard nintendo endings where it talks about contributors and it tells you how many times you use mario and whatever and then it goes to mario sleeping in a bed and it starts scrolling through the cast and then it says the end and so that's all it is but you get a big picture drawing of mario which was awesome back then yeah, and um, but like I said, like we talked about last time, you know, you don't get to look at YouTube to see it; you just had to see it. And I remember the first time I've ever seen it beat. That's why I don't think you beat. You could. Fi- I'd never finished it when we were young. I had to wait till we were mm-hmm. older to do it. Oh yeah. But uh, the guy that one guy came over and beat it uh, the game for the first time I've ever seen it, and uh, I was going to hesitate to say his full name on here or whatever, but it's a name you have not heard. In a long time, I'll tell you the name, but I'll beep it out or something. Mm-hmm. And it goes by the guy by the name of uh, Ryan. Oh wow! <laughs> you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. I heard it a long time. But um, anyway, I don't know. It's a very interesting story for that backstory. How Americans don't like it, you know, don't like to uh, 
they say that the Americans don't like challenge. That's that is not necessarily true. They think that that's where we got the Final Fantasy Mystic Quest from and whatnot. Yeah. Hey, we want to introduce them to these RPGs, but that I'm telling you, that lost levels. Go back and play it. It is brutal. It's just not it fun is. to get get beat and killed so so often. You just want to kind of relax and play games. Um, did you also mention too that the Doki Doki Panic was a uh, Arabian theme? No, I didn't. I didn't mention that. Yeah, so so the characters are Arabian, so that was kind of a unique thing for a Japanese video game to have a, a Arabian family and people to be the main thing of the uh, of the game, the the main characters of a game. So that was that's, that's kind of an interesting part of uh, the the history of Super Mario Brothers too. So one of the the kind of the uh, fun aspects of the game, at least as to replay value, is at certain stages. Uh, what I was saying about the different characters is that, you know, one stage in particular, I believe it's five, two. It's in, it's in World mm-hmm. Five. I can't remember where you need to have Luigi to jump over. Uh, right when you climb up a vine, there's a big ledge on the le- right un- over you, and you can't reach it until you, unless you have Luigi. And it's obviously you, obvious that you should be able to get up there. There's something up there. Um, there's little plants to pick up and whatnot. Also, there's uh, also in five one is where the fish jump out of the water and stuff, and it's just so much easier to get Princess to go across. You mm-hmm. just hover across, and then again the board, um, the stage where I keep calling it a board because you called it a board, and it's just funny. I, mean, uh, I used to always call it boards. Yeah, but um, boards levels. <laughs> but uh, the um, the digging with a toad. But anyway, the point is, you can get Mario and kind of do them all. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult. You won't get the Luigi. Uh, ledge, but anyway, it gave you that replay value because every character does something different. You can kind of pick one that you like for your your play style and, and roll with it that mm-hmm. way. So a little bit, a lot of a uh, little bit of uniqueness there, uh, especially back then where you pick your character and you still yeah. only get two continues. And if you die mm-hmm. and then you don't continue, you continue twice and then you're you're starting it over. So yep. kind of common back then. You they didn't want you to just finish it right away, but they wanted to get your money worth. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but it was a lot of fun. It's challenging enough to make it fun and, and interesting. I enjoyed playing the whole thing. I mean, I played it for like an hour and just finished. It didn't take me an hour to finish it, but I did use the game gene code, genie code about halfway through just to make sure that I didn't run out of lives, and uh, I finished it. Um, you know, within the next thirty minutes or whatever. So not not too difficult to finish. But that's actually a cheap game to get on NES. I believe that's probably. I'm gonna guess, and then we'll look it up. I'm gonna say it's ten bucks. Let's find out. You can go to Amazon and look it up, and it'll be pretty spot on. Yeah, I kind of hit some other websites or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of expensive. Wow, talking about twenty bucks. Yeah, that's fifteen or twenty dollars. Super Mario Brothers Two. If you go to Amazon, you're looking at paying. um, no, that's twenty bucks. About twenty man. bucks, and there's a hundred and thirty versions of it, new, new used, uh, going from twenty three fifty and up. So you're looking, you're gonna pay any, you're gonna pay around, you're gonna pay almost upwards of twenty five dollars for this game. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it's going up that that much. Now it makes me want to see Mario three. This this is how long I've been out of the collecting game. I, st- I kind of stopped with it. Yeah, just the first page. I see a lot of them around the twenty three fifty area, uh, nineteen ninety nine two copies. But uh, yeah, twenty five forty. So yeah, Mario three sitting at about fifteen to twenty. So that's about that's about what it's always been. 
And just for you collectors out there, just to throw another random one out there. Super Mario Brothers All-Stars. If you really want to know how much it's worth, this one right here. Just looking at it here on uh, on this, it is saying $399. <laughs> that's not true. This is on Amazon. That's, that's 25 bucks for that Super Mario All-Stars. Unless it's, this is a specific special one. No, this they, they can put whatever they want. I'm, I'm looking at completed listings on um, on video game. Uh, oh, that's for a new copy. Oh. If you bought, if you got this thing. Oh, a new copy. Yeah, yeah, new copy. Sorry, that was sealed my bad. and everything. The, but, the used uh, no, is, so the used it's is actually from, going down. It's like the, twenty bucks. Yeah, the used is uh, nineteen fifty one and going up. Yeah, I see that now. My That's bad, guys. Sense. So you could you could buy your brand new copy of it on on here, and then the Super Mario All Stars and Super Mario World NES is uh, three hundred bucks. Yeah, all those old games that are uh, sealed are going to be at least they're going to be several hundred bucks. But there's no reason to buy a sealed game. That brings up a whole different podcast right there about sealed games and collectors. Which, by oh, the yeah. way, I'm looking at uh, completed listings. All right, on eBay, and there are a lot of collectors out there that say. Which I, I, it's just pretty straightforward to me, but there are a lot, and I'll probably get some hate from any other hardcore collector if they hear this. But it really just what I'm getting at is they say the price of the game, the value of a game, is not if somebody has a buy it now and somebody buys it now, that does not count toward the value of the game. So in other words, I'm looking at one that sold for 19.95 is Super Mario All Stars, 19.95, 24.99, 22.99. Uh, so that was all on, um, and there's one that was tested didn't for eighteen dollars plus four dollars shipping. They got zero bids. I don't know the seller. He might be uh, have a bad uh, rating or whatever. But buy it now, twenty bucks, twenty dollars ninety nine cents. So they uh, and one buy it now, thirteen ninety nine plus two dollars and seventy seven cents shipping. But they say that does not add to the value. But I'm telling you, if somebody's willing to buy it for twenty bucks, guess what? You can get twenty bucks for it. Mm-hmm. So that is part of the that is part of how much it costs that raises the price. The uh, Super Mario All Stars plus Super Mario World is going for thirty. So you know that's the one I was talking about a little bit rarer. Uh, those yeah. are going for about thirty, or and some of them one's twenty two dollars. So because they say, well, that shouldn't count because um, wow, somebody got a good deal. They got it for ten bucks mm. <laughs> plus seven dollars shipping. Anyway, they say that shouldn't count because people are waiting for the game. They're just impatient. They'll just spend that money on it. Fine, whatever. But that's how much they're going for, you know. So uh, it doesn't matter if it's an auction or not. If it's being sold for twenty five dollars, then guess what? It's it can be worth worth twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. And it so games are going to be worth what people are willing to pay them. So I mean, that's that's all. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah. I mean, it's just just like anything else. And just to just since you know we talked about it. Nintendo Power. If you went out to try to buy it right now, the it's Ju- uh, July August edition of 1988, the first edition. You're looking at paying about sixty five dollars for collectors out there. So collectors that are listening, you know, you're going to pay paying around sixty five dollars for that. That's off eBay. Yeah. So the final edition of Nintendo Power, which I ended up paying, I think forty dollars. I don't remember exactly. I think it was forty dollars. May have been thirty. Is now only going for. Eh, twenty-eight, thirty. I thought that would go. Mine's still sealed and in excellent shape. I've, in fact, I've never even looked at it. Oh, so, that's good. But still, these are all sealed, and they're uh, still going for a little bit over thirty something dollars. Hmm. And the uh, the first edition that I got 
it's not in super good shape. It still has everything in it. It just didn't have the poster, mm-hmm. but the poster is what makes it because that's the yeah. Legend of Zelda map. This one has a torn out poster from it, and that's 65. It ha- but it has the poster with it. It's just torn out of the book. Oh, well, that, yeah, see, that, that, that that's a big deal, just to have that poster. Uh, and so I tried to find all these Nintendo Powers one time. I was going to go try to buy them all, and I went to a vintage uh, retro game store, and they said, yeah, we actually just had a whole stack of every single Nintendo Power, but we could never sell them, so we just ended up getting rid of them. I don't know what they did with them. And they went back in the back and were looking at them, calling the warehouse. So I was like, oh, I'll take them, especially if they were getting rid of them. They're probably real cheap. Oh, my God. So, that just, gosh, it brings back so much energy. And they're actually higher now. This is crazy. They're like, these magazines, at least they're asking for a lot. I don't know how much they're going to be. Well, collecting has become a big thing now. I mean, it's it's a huge deal now. If you go on and check out the Funko Pops collection, the little bobblehead figurines that I'm collecting now, there's Pops that are going for thousands of dollars right now. There's one that's worth $60,000 right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I want to spend my money on. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I've got one that I paid 12 bucks for that's now worth like 60 so. Well, <clears throat> well, anyway, man, that's about all I got to say about uh, Mario 2 and about some collecting stuff. So, um, you know, it just brings me back to a lot of good memories to these old school games. And so I, I like to collect for nostalgia factor, but also the, a lot yeah. of these older games have these... Uh, just these fun factors. And there's some mm-hmm. games that I've gone back and completed that I never played as a kid. So that kind of is a testament to how much the fun factor that they brought forward. Yeah. And um, so I really enjoy those. Um, but anyway, so you can get me talking about collecting. We start looking up prices and oh, stuff. Yeah, we'll I'll, be, be, I'll be here all day long. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. But um, but anyway, so, so next week, and what I want to do, and I, I hope this works out, but hopefully we can have... Uh, coach on and talk about dragon warrior so if you never played dragon warrior it's okay it's still going to be a good uh podcast because it's kind of the beginning if you like rpgs and you never played dragon warrior then you'll definitely like this podcast we're really going to kind of dive into some of the aspects it's like one of the first rpgs mm-hmm. that uh came out and it's really you know it, i still enjoy the game um but uh it spawned a whole... That's the Dragon Quest in Japan, but uh, mm-hmm. it spawned a whole Dragon Quest series. It's now Dragon Quest in the U.S., uh, but they're actually having one come out for the Switch. But this is the very first one that started this, and uh, they wanted to introduce it to America. We had, had had not played any RPGs, so they actually sent it out for free with Nintendo Power, and we'll get more mm-hmm. into that. But what I want to cover is we're going to have Coach on here. Uh, he's one of our friends that grew up with us, uh, real hardcore uh, RPGer playing uh, EverQuest, got one of the best warriors on EverQuest history. He's probably one of the top warriors that's ever played the game <laughs> um, Still and still plays it. I mean, he's been playing it forever. Uh, so he knows about uh, these RPGs. He plays uh, a lot of stuff, um, you know, obviously consoles as well, Baldur's Gate and, uh, and whatnot. So uh, excited about that one, man. I think that's going to be a really good one. We're going to have three people, so we're going to have to figure out how to get this who's going to talk when or whatever, just, but you know, whatever, we're just, we're just going to free flow it, man. And just see what happens. Yep. So, all right. I'm, I can tell you're real excited about it, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm just, well, I was I'm pulling up stuff to remember it. I, I'm remembering the game now is looking at stuff. Oh, like, when you said it, I was like, do I remember the game? And then I was like, Oh wow. Wait, yeah, I do. Cause like when you said dragon warrior at first, I was like, dragon warrior. I was like, I remember dragon quest. I don't remember dragon warrior. 
No, Dragon and then when Quest I pull it, never came out. And then when I pull it, pulled it up, I was like, oh, okay, it's basically the same thing. So yeah, it is the exact same thing. So, but anyway, so we will do that next time, and uh, hopefully have this out, uh, or have another podcast out as a weekly schedule. Um, we're trying to do the best we can with getting them out and keeping everybody up to date. We're also working on a giveaway for you guys that we want to give away. We won't spoil anything with that yet, but uh, just stay listening, stay in tune with the podcast, or excuse me, with the Facebook and the podcast. But um, to, for details about that, you'll have ample amount of time mm-hmm. to get uh, to do what needs to do to be entered into that. Uh, but you're going to really like the present. <laughs> you're going to really like the reward. So yeah. uh, stick around with that. I like doing those. I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you, that's one of my weaknesses. I love giving stuff away. I mean, it really is. Uh, so I'm just... But I gotta, you know, work with you on what we need to give away. Well, yeah, we gotta give, we gotta give, we gotta give, we gotta give back to our listeners. So, yeah. But uh, so Hollywood Cole is my name on PSN. That's H O L L I W O O D K O L E. And if you send me a friend request, just do me a favor and tell me that you've heard me on the podcast. Uh, Or if you are a friend of mine and you want to send me a name, uh, send me an invite. Just put your name in there uh, because I don't know who. I'm getting some friends in invites that I don't really know who they are, but uh, so I don't mean to. If you if you've sent that and you're listening, just put in there if you've heard this or uh, or you're a friend of ours. Exactly. Just and do the, that. And the same goes for me too as well. You know, just make sure you let us know who you are. If, if you're like, if you just want to say a listener of H and K, then that's great. If you're one of our old school friends, you know, put put out your real name so we know who in the world you are. Otherwise. There's a good chance I'm just going to be like, eh, I, I, another one of these people wanting to go through a nightfall or whatever with me on Destiny, and I'm just not going to drag any more people through that. So, um, and mine is K-L-E-E-R-F-Y-R-E, and that's on pretty much any gaming system I play. That's what's going to be my gaming tag, so. Yeah, so cool. If you haven't done it yet, I encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on Podbean. Uh, yep. And all you'll, you'll get it automatically downloaded if you want it to be. Uh, every time we release a new episode, because I can tell that a lot of the episodes are kind of getting lost in the uh, with all the uh, new stories and stuff that are coming out with uh, with uh, Facebook. But you can also just click in the Facebook, the very first pinned uh, post that we have. The very first thing you see is a link. Click that. You can go straight to the podcast. There's yeah. also the YouTube link there. You can go listen on YouTube, uh, listen on iTunes as well. But if you haven't already, subscribe, like us on uh, Facebook, leave us a comment. This really helps our visibility. Yeah. We can get more uh, people listening, and uh, and and in turn, you know, for the benefit for you guys. Hopefully, you enjoy the content, but also can get some. Uh, if we can, you know, get some credibility, maybe we can get better uh, giveaways or whatever the case. Exactly, so we'll be able to get back to you. And two, remember, if you're following us on Facebook or Twitter, you're actually seeing some information there that you're not getting out of the podcast. Because I am throwing stuff up that I find news gaming stuff all, all the time, constantly. So check us out, you know, and just to give you a heads up, you know, it's about three times a day each one's getting posted to, you know. So we're, we're always putting stuff up. We're always putting content out. So uh, always check us out there to see what's coming up because some of this information we do we, we do use on our podcast others we just leave it there for y'all to check out we do have some fun stuff i know i've been posting a few random things that aren't gaming related that are just you know kind of little funnies that people would get you know if they are gamers and especially like us where we're dad gamers so all right cool appreciate you guys listening sticking in there and uh we will catch you guys later thanks guys